Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. up this little mini-series within this series that I'm doing through the book of 1 John, and it's talking about discerning the will of God. The key verse, or the text verse, if you remember, sometime back whenever Pastor Paul was preaching, and I was here that morning, and I sat down in the front, he was handling the passage of Scripture in 1 John chapter number 2, verse 15 through 17. And the Scripture says this, Do not love the world or the things that belong to the world. If anyone loves the world... Love for the Father is not in him. For everything that belongs to the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of one's lifestyle, is not from the Father, but is from the world. Verse 17, and I think we have it on the screen. Verse 17 is the verse that God really just thumped me with. Look what it says. And the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does God's will remains forever. Did you see that? The one who does God's will remains forever. As Pastor Paul was preaching that morning, I really had a hard time getting out of this verse. That little part, the one who does God's will, remains forever. That struck a chord with me. And it got me to thinking that as your pastor, do you understand what God's will is for you? Are you able to discern what God's will is for you? And how do we discern what God's will is for us anyway? What are some ways that we can understand and know what God's will is for our lives? So all these questions started just flooding my mind as I was looking and hearing this passage of Scripture read on that particular morning. So we've started this little mini-series within the series of 1 John, just the mini-series on discerning God's will. Uh, A few Sundays back, I talked to you about how God has some things that He wills for all of us to do. One of those are to be saved, right? It's God's will for everyone to be saved. Another will that God has for everyone is the will of sanctification, that that we no longer stay the same, that we're changed, we're being set apart for the glory of the Lord, that we're becoming more Christ-like, that a transformation is happening in our life. That's kind of the whole doctrine of, of sanctification. Another will that God has for everyone is service. I mean, God's will is for everyone to get plugged into Christian service somewhere in a local church, in a local assembly. So those are some things that are kind of generic for everyone. But then there are those specific discernments that we must figure out that what God would have us to do individually. Now, obviously, God's will for my life looks a little different individually as God's will for your life. Now, collectively, together, it's God's will that we're all saved. It's God's will that we're all in the process of sanctification. It's God's will that we're all serving. But on an individual basis, we start to differ a little bit. That's why I can't sit here and tell you, you know, you need to be doing this. The only thing I can tell you you need to be doing this about are the generic things that God says we all need to be doing. 
Other than that, you've got to discern what it is that God is leading you to do individually. And we live that out every single day of our life with the decisions that we make. Now, if I make a decision today, if, if I'm faced, and by the way, we make many decisions every single day of our life. We get to choose all these different things every single day of our life. But we've got to understand, the decisions that I'm making today are taking me somewhere and I'm going to reach a destination tomorrow as a result of the decisions that I'm making today. Does that make sense? So therefore, we need to walk with wisdom. We need to walk in the Spirit. We need to walk in discerning what God's will is for us. So here's what we really need to do. Is that noise out there bothering you guys? Maybe I can shut this door. Can you guys hear that? They're cranking it out in there, aren't they? That's okay. I like that. So what we need to do, we need to understand and know what God is speaking to us. So here's the topic, and this is the last one that I'm going to do on God's will. But here's the thought process that I want you to get. And by the way, you need to get this. If you get a hold of this, I promise you everything else in your Christian walk, you're going to be able to comprehend a whole lot easier if you understand what I'm going to share with you today. Now, this is something that I have put into practice many, many years ago in my own personal life. And it has led me to where I am today. And I believe I can stand here and tell you today that today I know I'm in the center of God's will. Today I know I'm doing what God has called me and spoke to me about doing. And I hope and pray we all can say that. But today I want to talk to you on the subject, how does God speak? If we're going to be able to discern what God's will is for us, then we are going to have to listen to God. And the question is, does God speak? Yes, He does. He speaks to us every single day. The problem is, we don't know how to listen to Him. The problem is, we may not be hearing Him because we haven't put these skills into place or this understanding of knowing exactly how God speaks to us. So that's really what I want to talk to you about today, okay? Now, the message is really just four little simple points. But I want to lay a little bit of foundation. You know, for me, it's always the introductions that get me in trouble. I want to lay a little bit of foundation before I get into those four specific points. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 81. Whether it's an electronic device or your Bible, I want you to look at this passage of Scripture in Psalm 81. I'll have it on the screen for you. If, if you don't have your Bible with you, you can follow along. But Psalm 81, in verse 8 through following, through verse number 14. Listen to what it says. The Word of God says, Listen, my people, and I will admonish you. Israel, if you would only listen to me! Exclamation point. Do you see that? God is crying out to Israel. And he's saying, Israel, if you would only listen to me. Now, how many of you guys, as, as a parent, you've said that, right? Come on, guys, raise your hand. You've said that to your kids. If you would only listen to me, right? Well, that's kind of the same vernacular, if you will, that God is saying to his people, Israel. Israel, if you would only listen to me. And there must not be a strange God among you. You must not bow down to a foreign god. I am Yahweh, your God, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. Boy, I love Psalm 8110. I take that literally. Whenever I'm in my prayer time and I'm calling out to God, I just stand back and say, God! And I try to open my mouth as wide as I can open it. 
Now, that may not be exactly what it tells us to do, but that's how I like to practice that verse, right? Because I pray for some pretty big things, right? And so while I'm praying for those big things, I just try to practice it, and I try to just open my mouth as wide as I can and call out to God, and I'm trusting Him to fill it, in other words, to hear and answer my prayers. In verse number 11, but my people, I want you to listen to this, how sad. Verse number 11 is a sad saga for the people of Israel. What a horrible testimony it says about them. Verse 11, but my people did not listen to me, to me, and Israel did not obey me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own plans. God help us if we get in this situation, right? God help us if we refuse to listen to God, and God says, okay, have it your way, right? You and Burger King, go do whatever it is you got to do. Is, is that their slogan, have it your way? Is that Burger King? No? Is, that, is it? Go on and do whatever you want to do. But guys, I promise you, you don't want to walk down a road very far without the Lord. I promise you that. Because you're headed towards some heartache. And look what he says in verse 13. If only my people would listen to me and Israel would follow my ways. Then he says, I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. You see, God is there. And God is speaking. And God is speaking to us just like He spoke to Israel. Could it be that God is saying to you, if only, and fill in your name, would listen to me and obey me, then I would fight those battles for you. But because you're not listening to me, and because you're not obeying me, I'm stepping away and letting you go down your own path. You see, that's the decision we get to make every single day. Are we going to listen to God? Well, if we're going to listen to God, then we must understand how God speaks to us, okay? So that's what I want to look at here a little bit today. I want to ask a couple of questions here. Why would God even still want to speak to us today? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, look at us. Why would God even want to speak to us? Well, there's several reasons. I don't have time to unpack all of these. Maybe you can jot them down and you can study them out yourself. But I believe there are several reasons. Guys, you realize that, number one, God wants to have fellowship with you and with me? I mean, He desires to have fellowship with us. He wants to have a loving, fatherly relationship with every single one of us. He wants that. He desires that. And He's there for us. But we've got to want to have fellowship with Him. Another reason why He would speak to us is because God desires to counsel us in our decision making. I mean, He wants to help us make those decisions. Those big major decisions that we're making, even the smaller decisions that we're making, we should be taking them to the Lord in prayer because He wants to help us in making those decisions. He wants to give us the counsel that we need. Another reason God speaks to us is because He knows that we need comfort and we need reassurance, right? I mean, there's times in our life when, man, I just need to know that God is there. I need to know that He's there to comfort me. I need to know that He's there to reassure me. And whenever I'm in His will, listening to Him speak, I can then start to experience His comfort. I can then start to experience the reassurance of Him coming along beside me. There's another reason He wants to speak to us. is because 
He wants us to know Him. You remember when Paul said in the book of Philippians, Oh, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. Paul was saying that I may know Him and speaking of knowing Christ intimately. In other words, having a, a close relationship and fellowship with the Lord. And God desires that for all of us as well. He wants us to know Him. Well, you may be thinking today, well, if God is speaking to me, then how does He speak? Well, there are many ways that He speaks to us. Now, in the heart of my message at the conclusion, I'm going to give you four ways that you need to pay attention to. But let's go back real quickly, and this is just a quick overview. Let's go back real quickly, and let's look at how God spoke in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Now, I'm going to give you many references. You can jot them down. You can study them out later. This particular message I'm preaching today, I did an entire seven-sermon series on this sometime back. So I'm telling you, what I'm giving you today, I unpacked in seven sermons. You can go back and listen to those on the podcast. And the title of that series is, Can You Hear Me Now? (laughs) You remember the Verizon commercial, Can You Hear Me Now? Go back and look at that series, and you can unpack all of this if you want to get more about this. But here are some ways that God spoke in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. We look, first of all, we see how God spoke through direct revelation, right? You remember in Genesis chapter 12 and verses 1 through 2, and it talks about how His Spirit spoke with the Spirit of man. He said, get out of your country and go to the land that I will show you. I mean, there were times when God just spoke through direct revelation. There were also times in the Old Testament where God spoke through dreams. You remember how he spoke to Joseph? You remember how he spoke to, or I'm sorry, Daniel, and Daniel through the dreams of, 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 of interpreting the dream for King Nebuchadnezzar and spoke to him through those? He spoke through dreams. In the Old Testament, we also see how God spoke through his written word. He spoke through Moses and the Ten Commandments, his written words. We also see in the Old Testament that he spoke through the prophets. I mean, he would come and he would, he would anoint it. He would rest his spirit upon a prophet of God. And that prophet of God would stand and say, Thus saith the Lord. In other words, it was a direct message from God through the prophets of God. We also know in the Old Testament that God spoke through circumstances. You remember Judges chapter 6? Remember the story of Gideon? Remember the story of the fleece? How he laid that out before the Lord? Those are different circumstances that God spoke to Gideon through in Judges chapter number 6. We also know that in the New Testament, God spoke through angels. Remember how the angels came to the shepherds on the Judean hillside that day and spoke to them about the message of the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ that day? God spoke through angels. And we also know that God speaks through His Holy Spirit, right? He speaks through His Holy Spirit. Remember in Acts chapter 16, you remember when Paul wanted to go wanted to go east into Asia Minor, but God said no, and he got the great Macedonian vision that was the Holy Spirit that was speaking to him and led him in the opposite direction. So if that's how God spoke, and there are many other ways. My, one of my favorite I didn't even tell you about. God even spoke through a donkey. You remember that one? Balaam's donkey, you remember that one? I mean, and, and there's many more. I, 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 this is not an exhaustive list. You can go through the Bible and see many ways. And get this, if God can speak through a donkey to someone, do you think He can speak to us today? And I'm not saying you're a donkey. I'm just saying that if He can speak through a donkey to get His message across, surely He can speak to us today, right? Well, how does He do that? Okay, we get the message. 
How does God speak to us? Here's what you need to get. You need to jot these four. If you haven't written anything down, that's okay. But right now, you need to either write this down on paper, write it in the margin of your Bible, write it on your electronic device, or write it in the margin of your brain. You need to understand this. Okay? I'm going to give you four ways. There are many ways that God speaks. But these are the four that I use most in my life to hear God speak to me. And God does speak to me. Now let me just say this. I have never heard an audible voice from God. But I have heard Him speak to me through these ways that I'm going to share with you. Okay? Number one. Let's jot this one down. And I believe this is the primary way that God speaks to us. Number one. God speaks to us through reading His Word. The inspired, inerrant, infallible Word of God. The pneuma, God-breathed Word. That's the way primarily that God chooses to speak to us today. So guys, just let me say this. If you're not in the Word of God on a daily basis, you're probably not hearing God speak a whole lot. You need to get into the Bible every single day. And there, I think, is one of the primary ways that God speaks to us. Now, the scripture reference I gave you is Joshua 1, 7 through 8. There's actually many more. I could have written many more references to that, but this kind of illustrates the point pretty well. Joshua chapter 1, I want you to listen to what it says. It says, be strong and very courageous. Now, this is the Lord speaking to Joshua. I'll give you the background, the setting. He, said, he tells Joshua, which was, God, which was Moses' right-hand man, he tells him now, Moses, my servant, is dead. Okay? Get up and lead these people. To the promised land where I'll tell you. And that's kind of what he's telling him here. Okay? In verse number 7 he says, Joshua, be strong and be very courageous. Obey all the laws Moses gave you. Do not turn away from them and you will be successful in everything you do. Time out. You want to be successful in everything you do? Get into the Word of God. Listen to what God says. Listen to the principles in God's Word that He teaches us. Abide by them. Obey them. And I promise you, you'll start being successful in a lot of different endeavors when you start putting a high priority on God, His Word, His principles, His laws, His commands. Can I get a witness, church? Are you with me today? Right? Do not turn away from them and you'll be successful in everything you do. Look at verse number 8. Study this book of the law continually. Study this book of the law continually. And then he says, meditate on it day and night so you may be sure to obey all that is written in it. Only then will you be successful. Or only then will you succeed. Guys, the point is this. If we're going to hear God speak to us, we've got to make it a daily practice to get into the Word of God and to hear God speak to us. We need to meditate on the Word of God. We need to study the Word of God. We need to dig deep into the Word of God. And when that starts to happen, you'll be amazed at how the Scriptures start coming alive in your life. And you can, it's almost like you can hear God speaking to you and giving you the right decision that you need to make in that particular point in your life. Now here's, here's how it works. This is in practice. This is how it works. You have something you're deciding, having to make a decision about, okay? And you're trying to discern God's will and the direction you should go, the choice you should make, the decision you need to make. Here's how it works. All of a sudden, you start lifting that up to the Lord in prayer, 
and you start going into the Word of God. And as you're going into the Word of God and you're reading and you're studying and your studying is taking you and navigating you through different passages of Scripture in the Word of God, God now is going to start directing you and leading you in your personal study time in the Word of God to particular passages of Scripture, illustrations of stories in the Old Testament. I mean, I've just seen God do this over and over and over again in my own personal life as I am struggling with a decision, as I am thinking about what God's will may be for my life, and as I'm in the Word of God reading. And I may, be, I may not even be really going there for that particular decision, but I'm just studying God's Word. I'm doing my daily devotion in the Word of God. I may be preparing for a message or a sermon. I may be preparing for another class of some sort that I'm teaching. And as I'm doing that, as I'm spending time in God's Word, it's amazing how all of a sudden I find myself on a passage of Scripture or a principle in God's Word or a command in God's Word or an Old Testament story in God's Word that gives me the answer to what I'm struggling with in my own own life and trying to discern what God's will is for me. Does that make sense, guys? Right? I can't under... I don't want you to underestimate the importance of this. If we're going to hear God speak, then I believe, and I think primarily, first and foremost, we're going to hear Him speak through His Word probably more than any other way. You see, if all you're doing is praying then really you have a one-way conversation taking place, right? It's hard, it's hard to build a relationship with a one-way conversation, right? All you guys say amen, right? <laughs> All you ladies say amen. We need some feedback. We need to talk a little bit. And as we're talking one with another, we're growing in our relationship the same way it is with our relationship with the Lord. If all we're doing is praying, then all we have is a one-way conversation taking place. But whenever we bring our prayer life alongside the Word of God, now the two are coming together and we're hearing God speak and we're talking to God. It's amazing how God starts to reveal Himself and give us the direction we need to go in our individual lives. Are you with me? Number two. Read the Word of God, number one. Number two is this one. God speaks to you. God speaks to me. God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Guys, remember, the day that you accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, immediately the Holy Spirit of God took up residence in your heart, in your soul, in your life. Right? He is the paraclete. That's the comforter, the one that comes alongside of us. And you can go and you can study John 14, John 15, John 16. And there it unpacks for us the works of the Holy Spirit. And I don't even have time to go and unpack all of that. But I hope you jot those references down. Go look and you'll see the work of the Holy Spirit in your life and in my life as you study John 14, 15, and 16. You see that He leads us, he, he convicts us, He teaches us, He draws us to Himself, He gives us peace that passes all understanding. I mean, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. He takes up residence in your heart. He wrote the Bible, amen? Right? I mean, He's the author of the book. You have living within you. So as you're reading the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of God is within you, He's helping you make the right decision. I love John 16 and 13. I'm going to read it to you in the message paraphrase. It says this. The Spirit of the truth will guide you into all the truth there is. 
He won't draw attention to himself, but will make sense out of what is about to happen. Have you ever been scratching your head and somewhat puzzled about events that have unfolded in your life? And you're thinking, what in the world is happening? And you get in your personal time with the Lord and you're reading God's Word and you're praying in the Holy Spirit of God. All of a sudden now He starts revealing some things to you. He starts opening your eyes to some things, right? It's amazing how that happens. But that's the, one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit, okay? So what's the first thing we do? Talk to me. Read what? Read His Word. Number two? The Holy Spirit within us. God is speaking to us and leading us that way. The third one I want you to get is this one. Now pay attention to this. God also uses other people to speak to us. We can see this illustrated all throughout the Bible. And I'm not going to take time and go and unpack all those stories. But we see it in God's Word take place over and over again. And it even takes place today in our lives. God uses other people. So let me say this. I want to look at this from two angles, and I'll try to be brief on this. Number one, I want you to see that God uses those that love you the most and that pray for you the most and that are closest to you more than anyone else. He typically uses those individuals to help speak truth into your life. Now, let me say this. For the married couples here, pay attention to what your spouse is speaking to you. Because it just may be that God is using them. Nobody loves you more than your husband or your wife loves you. Or shouldn't. Right? Listen to them. As they're talking to you, they care about you. And it's amazing how God can use those people. Your parents, your friends, those people that genuinely care about you. It's amazing how God can speak through those people to your life. Now, let's look at the other side of that coin. The other side, other side of that coin is, do you realize what an awesome responsibility that you have as a person that is a friend or a spouse to an individual and the words that you speak into their life? Do you realize how powerful the spoken word is from a loved one or a close relationship or a friend or what someone may say? Do you realize that God may just choose you to speak truth into someone's life to help them make the decision that they need to make? I don't know about you, but whenever I think about that, I think, wow, what an awesome responsibility it is. We need to be careful with the words that we say to people. Are you with me, church? We need to be... Don't ever take it lightly when someone comes to you for counsel or questions or advice or say, help me pray about this because God may just choose you to speak into that person's life because God uses other people around us. He uses His Word. He uses the Holy Spirit. He uses other people that love us and care about us, that's involved in our network of friends, that is speaking truth to us. He uses other people. And fourth one I want to give you, remember, this is not an exhaustive list. There are many. This could go on forever. But I want to give you four. God's Word, the Holy Spirit, other people, number four, our circumstances. 
circumstances that are taking place around your life. Don't ignore those. Pay attention to those. Because I have found that God uses and has used circumstances in my life to help lead me into the path of what His will is for me personally and even what His will is for our church. Are you with me? Do you know who opens doors for us? The Lord. Do you know who closes doors for us? The Lord. The book of Proverbs talks about the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I believe that. But I've also added to that. And I know the book of Revelation says you're not to add or subtract anything away from the Word of God. Okay? I'm not putting this in the Bible as new inspiration into the Word of God. But this is canonology. All right? This is how I kind of think and live sometimes. Okay? So don't go out of here and say, boy, he's adding to the Scripture. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. It's just the way my brain works sometimes. Okay? If the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and I believe that. That's what the Bible says. Then I also believe the stops of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I believe the Lord sometimes, because He loves us so much, can close some doors and not allow us to go, go down some paths. Now, we can keep being stubborn and we can ignore the circumstances and we can bust our way through it and then God says, okay, you wouldn't listen, go on. I kind of closed that for you so you would not go, but you're going to bust through the gate anyway? Go on. Face the consequences, Right? Right? But I want you to see how God uses circumstances. So let me ask you today, and I'm done. I'm going to ask the band to come. Is God speaking to you? He speaks to us every single day. Well, what is God's will for your life? People come and ask me all the time, Pastor, I just don't know what God's will is for my life. Help me. Well, really, all I can do for you is pray for you. Because other than giving you the general will that God has for everyone... I really can't tell you individually what God's will is for you. Some folks come to me sometimes and say, you know what, Pastor? I believe it's God's will that, that we leave this church. And I say, you know what? If, if that's God's will for you, God bless you. Because I am never one to stand in front of God's will for an individual. And if it got, if some, sometimes folks come up to me and say, Pastor, I believe it's God's will for me to step up into this particular role of ministry. I say, praise the Lord. Let's go with it. If you feel that's God's will for you, let's do it. Other than the general will for everyone, I don't want to stand in God's way of what it is He's leading you to do. And I've said around here many times, sometimes folks will come up to me and say, you know what, Pastor, I believe we need to start this ministry. We need to start that ministry. We need to do that. I'll say, great, you're it. Do it. And they kind of look at me. I'm like, listen, if God's laid that on your heart, then he may be wanting you to lead that ministry and do it. He hadn't laid it on my heart to do it, but if he's laid it on your heart to do it, then let's do it, right? What is God calling you to do? I want you to know God is speaking. He speaks every single day. He speaks to you. He speaks to me. He speaks to all of us every single day. But I want you to know four primary ways that I believe he really does speak to us. There are many others, but four primary ways through His written Word, through the Holy Spirit, through other people, and through circumstances. I want you to start paying attention to that in your life. Okay? As you're discerning what God's will is for you and which path 
you're to take and the decisions that you're to make. Use those four. If you, there's some others that you need to use, use those. But I have found that those four right there pretty much navigate me pretty well. Some folks are big into laying out a fleece. That's fine if that's you. I, I personally am not real big in that, but if there's others that are big in that, that's fine if, that, if that's what you need to do. But I just try to pay attention to what's going on around me. I try not to set my own agenda and then ask God to bless it. I try to look at what God is blessing and get involved in that. Right? Pay attention to what's going on around you. Look at those circumstances. Listen to people that are speaking into your life. Read the Word of God and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And I believe if you put those four things in practice, it'll help you discern what God's will is. Maybe you're here today and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior. You, you may be asking, is it God's will for me to be saved? Oh yeah, it's God's will for everybody to be saved. I can tell you that. So if you're here today and you haven't trusted in Christ as your Savior, my prayer is today that you'd give your life to Him. And you'd allow Him to come into your life and be your Lord and be your Savior and be part of God's family. That I know that's His will for you. Maybe you say, well, I've done that in the past, but I'm just not where I need to be. It's God's will for you to get back to where you need to be. It's called rededicating your life to Christ, recommitting your life to Christ, acknowledging that you've stumbled, you've fallen spiritually, you've made some mistakes, you're kind of not where you need to be spiritually. 1 John 1, 9 is for the believer. It says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So it's God's will for you to be restored. Is God speaking to you about church membership at Victory? Then if so, you need to sign up for the next membership class. Is God speaking to you about leading a small group or joining a small group? Then if so, you need to follow up on that. Is God, is God speaking to you about a particular ministry? Then let's move. Men, maybe God's speaking to you about being a better husband or being a better father or just being a better man of God. Maybe He's just spoken and he, you feel there's areas in your life that you could improve upon as a godly man. Then I'd encourage you to take that step. Ladies, maybe the same is true for you. Maybe God is speaking to you about your relationship with your husband or your children or your own personal relationship with the Lord. I don't know, but I know He speaks every single day. And as God is speaking, my prayer is you'll listen to Him, you'll respond, and you'll follow Him. Because I know God has an amazing journey laid out for all of us. If we'll just follow His will, follow His plan, love the destination right? the journey may have some ups and downs and highs and lows and rough places to get through but when you get there you're going to love it are you with me you're going to love it why don't we pray together this is going to be the invitation and father we love you so much we thank you lord for the fact that you care for us enough that you're willing to speak to us the creator of the universe cares enough to speak to us individually. Wow. So hard to get our arms around that. Help us, Lord, to learn how to listen. Help us to learn how to hear you. 
Help us to read your word every day with an open heart and open ears listening to you. Help us to be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And then help us to obey those gentle nudges. Mm. Help us, God, to listen. Help us, Lord, to hear that still, small voice. Help us, Lord, to listen to those that you've placed in our path. It may be a friend, a co-worker, a neighbor, a spouse, a parent, a sibling, a child even. Help us, Lord, to pay attention to those people that surround us, those people that are involved in our lives. Help us, God, to listen to them. And help us as those people to be careful with the words that we say. Because God just may be speaking through us and using us to speak truth into someone else's life. What an awesome responsibility. God, help us pay attention to the doors you're opening, the doors you're closing, the circumstances around us. And at the end of the day, God, we've got to rise up and do something with what you tell us. Help us to be obedient. Help us to walk in your faith, to walk in your will, to walk in your path for each of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with, or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call, or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, Fallon, Illinois. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.